Welcome, welcome again to another rendition of WTF Interviews. My name is Sir Royce Brialis, and I'm with my prestigious co-host, Dr. Raheem Young. How's it going, my brother? I'm good, man. How things are you in? Ah, oh, man, that AC kicking in. Nah, man, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. Well, we invented that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also, I'm pleased to announce we have a special guest, Dion Dawson of the South Side of Chicago. Man, all right, can't complain. Thank you guys for having me. All right, man. So talk to us, man. Uh, do you have any kids? Yep, got a son. He is about to be five. So yeah, he's 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 everything right now. He's running around and all type of stuff. That so yeah. So in the meantime, in between my nonprofit, I'm me and him are are very well acquainted. <laughs> and also uh, talk about your nonprofit and what you do. Well. Oh, definitely. Uh, my nonprofit is Dion Chicago Dream. Uh, it's a nonprofit uh, that fights food insecurity um, throughout Chicago. Uh, so, you know, we have uh, our community fridge uh, that we stock every day. Uh, every everything brand new, as well as Dream Deliveries, which is providing more than fourteen hundred pounds of fresh fruits and vegetables uh, throughout Chicago. So, yeah, right now uh, we're about last uh we're approaching our one year mark so we're at about thirty five thousand pounds uh provided for the year and we bought every piece of produce so we don't take anything donated so yeah man just having a blast man that's dope man i appreciate it appreciate it yeah uh thank you for joining us oh no problem how has like um i guess how has being a dad impacted you as far as your business and um putting together your nonprofit? Um, I think I think being a father uh, grounds you a lot. You know what I mean? I, first and foremost, it's scary. Um, I think that's the one of the, the scariest, and you're talking, you know, to uh, a Navy veteran, you know what I mean? But like one of the, the scariest moments of my life wasn't when I was in the military deployed or doing anything top secret or, you know, like being in the South Side you know, with violence or anything like that. The scariest moment for me was um, when he was born and they come in and, you know, um, you guys are fathers, you know, they they come in and, and it's time to take the test. And um, I didn't know about that. You know what I mean? So she came in and I was like, yeah, you know, and, 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 and the, the nurse cracked a joke and said, uh, yeah, we'll let you know in about five minutes if your son is deaf. And it just... <laughs> It, 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 uh, it, it's, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget that feeling. And so for me, it's, um, when you're aware of, of how, you know, big it is to really like shape a person it's very grounding, you know what I mean? And, and when I started my nonprofit, uh, and we are filling our community fridge every day, a lot of people don't know that he's right. He was right there with me. So he was supposed to go into school before COVID, you know, start doing daycare, getting up to, you know, this and this. But now he's his first organized activity because of COVID just was was his summer camp right now. And so I actually started my nonprofit, you know, shopping for a community fridge at five in the morning, having him with me, you know, right, right in the middle of Inglewood, you know, what I mean, in the morning and afternoon with him with me and, you know, filling the fridge and closing the fridge. And and so you know, it, it, it grounded me in, in understanding my responsibility, but it also, it just, it keeps you on your toes, you know what I mean? And it, and it, it allows you to, 
you know, everybody, you know, when you're a dad, you know what like dad reflexes are. But uh, but I think that we don't we don't talk enough about how those dad reflexes are in other areas of our life. You know what I mean? We try to stay two steps ahead because you you want to you want to be careful. So I think, you know, with with Bryson, that's his name. It, it allowed me to to really, you know, make sure that I'm mapping out, you know, what I'm doing and how I'm moving, because now I have another life. You know what I mean? A day-to-day activity that's with me. So I have to just be that much more on point. Man, that's awesome. So uh, talk talk to uh, talk to us about the relationship that you had with your father. Uh, were you guys close? So um, I grew up in the 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 quintessential, you know, single mother, you know, of, of Inglewood with, um, I'm the youngest of four boys, but, and, you know, my, my, my mom wasn't with my father, but, you know, we had our own struggles. And so, you know, I, um, early on, I didn't, I didn't operate as if there was an absence there. And I think that's where I'm lucky. You know what I mean? Like our, our problems were so, you know, serious, you know what I mean? My mom struggled with substance abuse. We're living in shelters, you know what I mean? My, you know, growing up through gang violence and stuff like that. So it's like, our problems were always so serious to whereas, you know, it couldn't really always be attributed to the lack of a father. You know what I mean? Some of them was external forces or outside of the home. And so, you know, I knew my father was, you know, um, it would kind of be in and out, in and out, you know, um, of my life, you know, growing up. Uh, but, you know, after, after I got back from the, the military, I, uh, I, I made sure, and it's, it, it's funny because, you know, now that I look back at it, a lot of my, you know, positioning as a community leader and, and, you know, as a black man, as, as a father, as a husband, I, I, I made sure that all of my relationships reflected where I wanted my life to be. And that included my father. And so, you know, I, I had that coming of, of age moment, you know, with my father, as I was starting my organization a year ago, well, I just, you know, started, you know, telling him I love him and, you know, un- understanding that, you know, I didn't, I don't know everything that happened. I'm not going to blame it all on you, you know, real life, you know, happens, but I wanted him to understand that, you know, there was no love lost for me because, you know, life goes on and everything, you know, just as much as, you know, we know, um, as we know that, you know, the, the black experience or the black male experience is multifaceted. Um, there's not one thing that, you know, affects, uh, only one thing, you know what I mean? Are people not being able to eat? Well, there's, you know, socioeconomic, there's racial, there's, you know, there's, there's mental, physical things that play a part. So for my relationship with my father, I don't think it really started until, you know, I, I became a grown man. You know what I mean? And I think like once it did, when I took that responsibility of building out our relationship for myself, I just, you know, I, I try to have a, 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 a grounded way of just appreciating people. You know what I mean? I think if you just, if you if you accept that you don't understand, I think you know it'll allow you to move without being bitter. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to you know raise my son in a way that's different than my dad. You know because I think you know like it can be misplaced you know motivations, and so I just you know 
our relationship is our relationship. I, we have a beautiful relationship now. I, it's funny. His, his birthday was just yesterday. You know, I stopped, you know, stopped by, told him I love him. Um, and it was funny because um, um, I was talking to him uh, on the phone in front of my mom before I went to see him. And, you know, I told him I love him. And he said he loved me too. And it, it, my mom looked like, did he say he love you? You know what I mean? And, but that's how it should be. You know what I mean? I think, you know, on a day-to-day basis, when it comes to black men and black fathers, you know, who am I if I'm not living, you know, the, the image that I'm portraying. And so I try to just hold myself accountable, you know, and being, you know, a loving person. You know what I mean? When it comes to, you know, protecting our sons or, or daughters, it's not the big activity. It's the day-to-day stuff. You know what I mean? And I just know that I don't know everything. So I just try to, you know, forgive myself if I mess up or try to just learn a little bit more as I go along. You know, that that's big of you, man, because um, I know people less in their 30s, 40s, 50s that grew up without a father or like had a dad, had their dad in and out. And, you know, they still don't talk to him. They'd be like, you know, I don't got no father. You know, he wasn't yeah. there when I needed him. So, you know, forget him. What what do you think it was in you like that? Why you didn't have that reaction of like why? um you know, why you did, why do you think that really didn't impact you where you had like that negative uh, reaction towards your dad? Well, because he's, he's human, you know what I mean? And I, and I, and I, and I have to make sure that my perspective um, and my perception of my dad is of my own, you know what I mean? And we are, we've had these situations. I think that the, the longer we live, the more we see how a situation or relationship or interaction can spiral out of control out without us doing anything, you know what I mean? And so, you know, I, I take that and, and I just say like everything, you know, my mom told me about my dad is from her perspective and her lived experience. I'm not invalidating that, but it's her lived experience. And I have to live mine. And, and, and I think when it comes to, to, to my journey, I'm lucky enough, you know, and, and this reflects not only in, in you know, my, my day-to-day, you know, walk in life, but also my organization. I'm lucky enough as a Black man to be able to live in the moment. And that's a blessing. Like, like to live in a moment and, and, and not have to focus on the past or be scared of the future it's something that as, as a black father, we don't, a lot of us don't get the chance to, to, to have. And so for me, I'm very protective of that. You know what I mean? And I know that, you know, my dad does not have ill intent to harm me on purpose. And so I, it's not that I land on he was right or he was wrong. I just stay in the air because it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, that's not my plane to land. You know what I mean? That that that's his life. That's his his lived experience, and it's so much easier to live if you think, if you believe that somebody who's saying they love you love you. You know what I mean? It's just so much easier for me to live if I do that. Can you talk about the first time you told your dad that you love him? Like, what was in your mind? Do you remember? You know, I, I wouldn't say the first time because I think we always say it. You know what I mean? We always, oh yeah, you know, yeah, you say yeah. it. You know, <laughs> but, but um, 
as I was starting my organization last year, you know, before it was like in the middle of the pandemic. And that also brought up uh, fragility to life. You know what I mean? We started seeing like this, this thing just move through. And, um, you know, my mom beat, beat cancer, kidney cancer um, a couple years ago. And that started, you know, my path of understanding how fragile life was. But I just kind of, you know, told her, said, Dad, listen, like, I love you. You know what I mean? Like, I like I really love you, man. You know what I mean? And I didn't allow the moment. And I'm a, I'm a funny guy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I have good comedic timing. I, re- I love the craft. You know what I mean? And, and so what I did was I made sure that I did not crack a joke. I made sure I kept the seriousness of the moment because my father needed to look me in my eyes when I told him that I loved him. And I didn't want him, you know, to joke. I didn't want to seem like I'm just saying, no, I wanted him to know because I'm I'm lucky enough in, in where I am in life now that I learn from other people. And I don't have to, you know, touch the stove all the time. We all touch it sometimes, but, you know, the goal is to not touch it every time. And when it comes to, you know, my parents or anybody that I love or, or, or is in my life, even if, you know, the residents on the South Side of Chicago, or all of Chicago, or everybody around the world that I, 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 I just, you know, I want them to know that I love them and I want them to understand I'm I'm so serious when I say it. And when I said it, you know, like I can tell that, you know, the moment meant a lot for him. It is not up for me to determine how he responds. It was it, it, it it's not about if he says it back. It's not about if he likes it or hates it. It was just me letting him know that I know how fragile life is and I want him to know that he doesn't ever have to question based on the past if I love him as much as he loves me because I love the hell out of him and so you know that moment you know was beautiful for me because I just I I feel like as a parent you know we'll never know the true effort that went into you know keeping everything together but I feel like you know regardless of everything that happened my mom and my dad raised a hell of a man and so if I think anything of myself I would have to think the world of them because you know they're the reason I'm here. Hey man, <laughs> you you dropping some hella fire bombs, man. Just, <laughs> bomb alert. <laughs> like we don't know as like children looking in, we don't know the effort. Well, we just know the outcome. You know, right. shit ain't work out. Yeah, we don't know like the effort our parents put into the relationship working out, and it's some you know things that didn't work out <laughs> and that, that's big man I never really thought about that or like looked at it in that from that perspective yeah man I appreciate that yeah thank you no problem at all man <laughs> <laughs> now um speak about um you say you started your business uh last year uh how how starting your business helped you as a father? Well, the, the, the funniest thing is, uh, I, even though my son was with me every day, I never really knew he was internalizing, you know, like what I was doing, you know what I mean? Until, uh, a few months ago, you know, uh, his, his, um, his grandmother, you know, his grandmother, uh, has like, how was your day? And he, um, he said, yeah, like we, we went to the fridge, we fed people, you know what I mean? 
And that was the first moment that, you know, I, I realized like, man, like he, um, he's paying attention. Like, I don't, I don't force it. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's how much I love what I do. Like I really, I, I grew up as one of the forgotten and one of the ignored and one of the voiceless. And so because of it, I, I give everything I do, you know what I mean? And every part of me to, to, to this craft and to taking care of our people and really pushing, you know, forward a positive black experience you know what i mean i'm not you know just talking this talk i have to walk it and so i don't want to force any of it on him but to to see the things you know like that he's he's taken from it you know what i mean it it really you know was truly I, I, like it it blew my mind you know what i mean like i like i'm not a man that that has any expectation of anything I don't, I don't expect anything from anybody or anything. The only thing I do, and even when it comes to fatherhood, um, the only thing, you know, I do, oh, wait, sorry about that, guys. Uh, the only thing I do when it comes to fatherhood or anything else in my life is uh, I wake up in the morning and I look at my hand. And a lot of people, you know, and I'm definitely, oh, my Lord, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that, guys. I'm, I'm doing an interview. Stop calling my phone. I'm doing an interview. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my delivery team. So they just finishing up and they were going to keep calling. Um, so I look at my hand, man, and, and I'm definitely about to use a space reference. Uh, but I hope y'all, you know, if y'all get it, then that's good. If not, then this was a horrible reference to use. <laughs> but um I look, I, I, I look at my, um, I look at my hand and I don't hope I got space. And I think when it comes to relationships, a lot, a lot of people wish they had space, but for me, I've never been dealt to hand all space in my life. I'm that person that got, got, if I got a spade, it was a three, <laughs> you know what I mean? But the beautiful thing that, that people don't understand is that when you don't got spades, man, you appreciate the hell out of a jack of clubs. You know what I mean? And so for me, why waste all of my day wishing I had a spade when I could find a way to make a jack of club walk? Because because don't get me wrong, when you got a handful of spades and you got the, the best hand, you 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 play it. But man, that pride when you let a jack of clubs walk. Y'all feel off the hand when you let your eye. I got a book off that jacket club. And so, get that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I say all that to say when it comes to, you know, my life and anything that I do, I don't waste time with expectations because I think it, it, it muddies how we approach people, how we approach things, how we approach, you know, exercises, how we approach business. It, you know, and so I just, I'm thankful of waking up with another chance to give it a go. And, and if it's meant to be, and if I'm working in, you know, what I'm doing, if I'm being a dad and I'm doing the best that I, 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 I truly can, then I can, I can lay my head down with no, with, with no problems about, you know, hoping I'll see tomorrow. And so as a father, you know, I just, I just take my hand and, you know, if it's one of those mornings where he's cranky, then I just kind of adjust a little bit. You know what I mean? I try to figure out how I'm going to do it. If it's a great day and he's rocking and he, he, um, you know, he ate all his breakfast before summer camp and he got his clothes on and I got everything, then, then we rocking. But 
regardless of it. It does not mean, you know, a bad day or a good day or, you know, I, I'm struggling as a father or, or I'm not. It's just, you know, we're here and every every day, you know, we taking something from it. So I, I, I just try to, you know, the, the thing about starting a nonprofit and not just like a, a, a project, but a real organization. Um, I'll tell you this, and, and I think this really, really relates to being a father is that in my nonprofit, I do the work every day. And that's why we're in the community every day. And as a father, you do the work every day so that the, the focus is always on the work so that if you're too high, the work can humble you. And if you're too low, the work can pull you up. And I think as a father, that's what it's about. It's about, you know, you don't want to get too high and think you got it because it'll humble you. You'll, you'll wake up and, you you know, your infant and pooped on themselves or your son had a bad day in school or something. And so, you know, but also if you had a rough day, you know, out of, out of nowhere, your son will hug you. And he never hugs you after school. You know what I mean? You know, kids are very perceptive of energy as well. And so, you know, I just try to make sure that the work is the thing that kind of keeps me going because it'll always humble me. It'll always pull me up when I need to be pulled up. Yeah, that's a, that's a great analogy. I like that. I appreciate it. And no matter what type of hands you got, there, uh, how are you going to play that hand? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we just seen, seen a lot of people mess up a lot of good hands, man. But if yeah. you see somebody, if you see somebody get the king, queen, and jack of club on, man, that's a space player, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can I turn this two in the possible to a five? That's yeah. it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> man. So I, I know you were saying, like, when you were growing up, you didn't really have um, the feeling of a, of a lack of not having a dad. So did you have uh, men in your life who um, you looked up to or who uh, was like, an example of manhood for you? I mean, I mean, uh, I don't, I don't really, well, first off, yes, but I think that's the, the, the beauty of community. You know what I mean? I think that for me, because I didn't prescribe my ideolo uh, ideologies to extreme gender roles, I, when I needed strength, I had it. You know what I mean? And as long as I had it, you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't question where it came from. If it was somebody at a church, okay. If it was somebody at my school, okay. If it was a man in an after-school program. And so for me, it was me being open enough to just see that somebody cared and loved you know what I mean? And sometimes there were men, sometimes there were women, but, you know, it's just more so along the lines of, you know, having, you know, being able to be aware of good people, you know what I mean? And if that that's a man, when your father's, you know, not necessarily the biggest, you know, influencer in your life, that's beautiful. But sometimes it's not always a seamless transition, you know what I mean? And so, you know, I'm lucky enough that, you know, the times when my mom was happy, I saw happiness. When, it, when The times when my mom was bitter, I didn't take on that bitterness. You know what I mean? Because as a child, when you take on bitterness toward your dad, but you don't understand it, now you have an unbased bias toward a man that only loved you. He might have messed up in another relationship, but, you know, he, he still loved you. 
And who's to say my mom was wrong? You know what I mean? There's no right or wrong. There's only living. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I've had, you know, men and women, you know, even now as a, as a man, you know what I mean? You know, men and women, you know what I mean? And of course, I know this is the fatherhood podcast. Please don't kill me, guys. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, but yeah, man, you know, there, there's, there's, there's not a lack in any walk of life of, of, of beautiful, strong men that are, that are love you. There's no lack. You know what I mean? I think it's more on the lines of our awareness and our, our perceptors of, of allowing the men that do love us to just love on us. You know what I mean? There's so many different layers of, uh, and reasons of why, you know, men can't accept love in, in our society. And so, you know, we got to break all that down because there's men that love us. You know what I mean? If it ain't our father, it's our uncle. If it ain't our uncle, it's a granddad. If it ain't a granddad, it's a neighbor. If it ain't a neighbor, it's a teacher. If it ain't a teacher, it's a counselor. If it ain't a counselor, it's a minister. If it ain't a minister, it's a pastor. If it ain't a pastor, it's the, it's the mailman. If it ain't the mailman, it's your basketball coach. If it's not your coach, it's so many people, man. You know what I mean? Are you telling me that out of all those roles in your life, not one man loved you? Nah, man, nah. You know what I mean? I think we let pain, you know, guide our our, our perceptors a little too much. And, and we we don't have our blinds open to, to really see what, what love is, you know, because we're hurt, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Just recently, just um, we were having a conversation about saying I love you. Like yeah. uh, me and Dr. Young and uh, I forgot who else we were talking to, but uh, just being being comfortable with saying it and uh, also receiving it, you know, not yeah. feeling awkward. Like yeah. love should be an awkward you know, thing. It should be something that you receive on a regular basis. So, yeah, but I, but I think also yeah. it's, it's, it's in day-to-day, like, like you said, a regular basis, it's day-to-day life. And so yeah. for me, I say it every day. I say it to my family. My, I'm the youngest of four boys. You know what I mean? I say it to my brothers. I say it to, you know, my, my best friends. I say I love you. You know what I mean? Because the, the, you don't want to live and not, you know, say it or not allow that person to know you love them. You know what I mean? Like, like and so for me, I, I, I've learned from other people's mistakes in that area. So I said, you know, man, when I was, you know, homeless and my mom beating cancer, you know, it, it shows you you know, just how, how quick it can all go. But what's the point of, you know, walking and living life on the edge if you don't appreciate, you know, being on sound ground. And so now I just, you know, it's up for me, it's up to me to be as good of a leader and as good of a man and as good of a father and as good of a, of, of, of a, a citizen to take these lessons and just say, okay, cool. I need to shout love you. You know what I mean? I need to be more emotionally available, not just emotionally available when I'm upset, you know what I'm saying? But also showing that other side so that, you know, they can get the full gist of who I am as a man and who I am as a father, you know what I mean? So that, you know, I could just live with the results then. I don't, I won't try to be perfect, but, you know, you will know that, you know, I love you. You, I will say it. So that doesn't seem foreign, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm one of those people, man. Do yeah. uh, what is talking about? <laughs> it's cool. Like it's, cool. it's like if somebody says it's me, I can say like, yeah, I love you too. But me, like taking that first step and saying I love you, or um, I guess uh, initiating that that conversation, uh, it's kind of difficult, man. But I think, but I think in order for you to, I think, I think in order for you 
to to get better, I need you to take a, a formulaic approach to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you just, you know, go off your 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 natural reaction, then you'll never do it. Yeah. But imagine if you said, man, look, every day I'm at least tell one person without unprompted, I love them. That allows you to start getting that muscle memory, but you're not building up that muscle. It's cool to say you're that type of person, but that means nothing because you love people. But if you don't take that that next step, just like anything else, just like when y'all started this podcast, just like y'all started y'all schedule, you know what I mean? Like, like, like if you don't take that next step to, to hold yourself accountable, then it'll always feel like that. It wasn't, you know, you know, it for me when I started um a few years ago, it wasn't easy, but I mm-hmm. damn near lost my mom. Mm-hmm. Every like, like that, that that is different. You know what I mean? Don't think about saying you love them. Think about not being able to say it. Mm. Okay. Because if there's any question in their mind of, of you not loving them, then you, you're not living the right way. Because they shouldn't even question if you love them or not. And sometimes they deserve to hear it. Yeah. It ain't awkward because you're, if you're doing everything you're supposed to do and you're taking care of them, or even if it's not in, directly in your house, if you know you're being the good the good you in that relationship they're saying I love you is just something that y'all just got to start mm-hmm. but man if we lose somebody you know we man I love my brother and I, ah man that's when you start living with regret and imagine you having 20 people in your life you know what I mean or you losing 20 people God forbid and you got to live with regret from 20 relationships that you didn't say I love you man. that's deep mm-hmm. one of them can drive somebody crazy yeah. But if you get to three, you know what I mean? And then that regret that, that regret will only affect how you love people it, 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 like that's still alive, but in a negative way. Mm. Because now you won't be cognizant of what you're missing because you're still regretting that you didn't say it to the other one. It's powerful, yeah. yeah. Think about the, the grand scheme of things. Uh, we're here. My average 70, 80 years, 90, 100 if uh, we're lucky enough, uh, we're going to be gone longer than we're here. Yeah. So while we're here, we might as well show as much love as we possibly can to yeah. everybody. You know? Yeah, man. Imagine, you know, the the, 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 the thing is, is, is people underestimate when you want to change your life or get better you know, to evolve into the best version of, of yourself, mm-hmm. people don't put enough, you know, stock into changing how they move and how they speak. They think the change is supposed to come into their life like an asteroid. No, you got to change yourself. You know what I mean? And I think you've mastered one part of loving. You know what I mean? But now you got to build up the other part of that 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 way of loving, you know what I mean? Because if not, you just go have a good three point shot. But when it's time to drive, you go make the layup every time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's everybody. You know, everybody. Um, I truly believe that. You know what Jay Z said? Like everybody has a godlike talent. You know what I mean? In them. But you have to cultivate every side of it. That's how you know you love something when you work on on other parts of it. You're not just naturally gifted in one thing, man. You don't work that your weakness. You know what I mean? 
So now you right-handed. If they take, if they let you go left, easy. You know what I mean? <laughs> then you look back at their face and they like, you, you know, know what I mean? So, yeah, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so, you know, for me, you know, I just try to, I think it's important that as, as not only a, a father, but as a, uh, a black man, you know what I mean. I think it's it, it's it's definitely important for me to to impact the space that I'm in and the like like with who I am because that's what leaders are. For so long, leaders weren't tangible; they weren't around. They were behind closed doors, and so you don't know. Like for me, my my superpower is I'm really who I show myself to be, and I don't you know I respect everybody, I love everybody, and so I could just move with with uh, a sense of self that not a lot of people can. That's awesome, man. Do you ever do like uh, public speaking or um, like? No I mean, I'm gonna get speaking? there, man. I'm 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 gonna get there. You know what I mean? Okay. But until then, you know, like I'm just go get his crack away free. You know, and I'm just, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just because, get, because I, get I, him I, coming I, back. Yeah, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like I, I think the, the the biggest thing, man, is I just want you know our people, even our you know our sons and our daughters, to to. I want my legacy just to be that of loving people, you know what I mean? And that of, of, of strength and that of love. And, and, you know, we can transcend, you know, the, the time and space that we're in, you know what I mean? Because the black Panthers for, for us didn't have guns. They had free breakfast, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so the only thing, you know, like, like I think about when it comes to that, it's like, you know, what it'll come. If it's meant to happen, it'll happen. But for me, I want to be synonymous with, you know, loving my people and respecting my people and 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 leaving it all on the line so that I can change the template of what a black leader in Chicago is. Because, you know, we can't change that template unless we change the the, the line in the sand. You know what I mean? And we, yes. we expect more of people. So, you know, public speaking is cool, but, you know, man, I'm I, I got a, a, a nonprofit uh, started from nothing. Uh, our one year mark is is August tenth, and uh, you know we brought in two hundred thousand dollars this year. You know what I mean? I didn't come for money. Congratulations! And back in, I appreciate yeah. it. Back yeah. back in October, we we me and my mom was outside with sandwiches and a, and a folding table. You know what I mean? Now you now you know since then, man, we we fed a lot of people. We have flagship programming. We've been on the Ellen Show. We're going back on the Ellen Show. Um, you know what I mean? We we and, and 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 all of this is because of the people. And I'm a black and for me, like I'm a black father. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what it is. You know what I mean? Like you guys doing a podcast. That's, you guys are black fathers. You know what I mean? Showing them that you can you can you know do that, and that could be something that you can champion. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you know that's that, that just just walking in that every day, and and making sure that if and when that moment comes, they don't ever have to question. You know. Did you put everything on the line like you were supposed to? Do you got that track record of respecting the game? You know what I mean? I, yeah, I do. I got I got a thousand episodes in the can. That, you you ain't talking to somebody. You know what I mean? Like that. So you know, what I, like like that. Like that's how I feel, man. It's like you know, I I, I take pride in in being a, a a father, but it's also you know the the honor is all mine. Like I don't. It's scary, man. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. our, our influence level is so scary, but. You know, it, it's something that we've all kind of on this call and, and around the world, we've all just kind of accepted and we just try to do better today than we did yesterday. So I have 
I guess th- this may seem like a kind of weird question, but it ain't weird. Ain't no question weird, man. Okay, <laughs> but that, that, just follow me. So, like, you seem like the type of person that's really like introspective, retrospective. So, how, like, what happened, or can you remember a time where you recognized this in yourself, or like, um, I guess you consciously saw that within yourself. Are oh, you talking about like the catalyst, basically? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was my it was uh 2017. My mom getting cancer, mm. and it was the moment that they took us in the room and you know they gave us you know the diagnosis, and I had to tell her as her baby son that we were gonna fight this, mm-hmm. and I knew that my mom knew my eyes very well. So she would know if I'm lying. She would see fear. That was the exact moment where I said, I cannot focus on anything other than fighting this. And that was the first time in my life that nothing else mattered. There was no outside noise. There was no, can I do this? It was like, no, I'm going to do it. When I told my mom that, I held myself accountable. And then from there, just, I just remembered all of the, the, the times I wish I did. You know what I mean? There was times I wish I had $10. So why am I here with $10 mad? You know what I mean? And if I had $100 and lost $100, i would just go get another 100 You know what I mean? And so, you know, but but I've always been different. You know what I mean? I've always been, been me. And I think, you know, I, I, I love you know, what you guys are doing, you're championing not only the, 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 the father role or the father experience, but, you know, you guys aren't putting it in one box. You're just championing fathers. And that's important because, you know, everybody should be able to be themselves. You know what I mean? And, and, I, and I think that's the beautiful thing is that, you know, I've always been myself and I just want, however, you know, anybody's child, wants to live life they are able to live it and we could just be great you know like just focus on the good i just i I don't know if it's introspective i just only focus on what's at who and what's for me and i just like you know what i mean like if i if somebody approached when somebody approached me as a kid and they were mean it hurt my feelings and so i just try to remember that like kids are walking around innocent and you know older people are just trying to stay young you know what i mean and the younger people are just trying to get older you know what i mean and so you know we all just trying to figure it out and i i, I think that you know there's so there's a uh 200 touch points throughout my timeline that you know built up to that one moment where i could just kind of break through but you know i think that was the moment when i had to really just shed everything and just focus on one thing that one motivation that one goal and everything else, you know, just kind of can fall in line. That's great. That's a reason I think uh, Dr. Young asked you that question about uh, you speaking uh, public is uh, uh, some people that we talk to that have that public speaking in their background, they talk in a certain way. It's a cadence. Like yeah, we, can put, we can put your, your, your speech like a drum set. And, <laughs> <laughs> really uh, nah, I just I just I just learned you know what I mean I think um there's so many different things that play a part in me leading you know what I mean that if it's been a year you know what I mean I I, I represent my people I represent my family 
You know what I mean? I represent my neighborhood. And so if I'm going to be in front of people, I have to keep getting better. You know, I have to have that 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 point I have to get across. I have to have that messaging that I have to have. I have to make sure that I'm presenting myself in, in an appropriate manner for everything and everybody that I'm representing. And so, you know, to not be a public speaker, but to get that, that's just, you know, I appreciate the the, the compliment, but no, nah, I think, you know, you don't got to be, you know, a, a, a big time public speaker just to, you know, make sure we, we're, we're setting the, the, the stage for something great. You know what I mean? And there's some public speakers that, you know, I, I got, I might have to show them a little something. So I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? I appreciate it. <laughs> Are you doing it already, brother? That's what I appreciate it. I appreciate Man. it. Now, uh, yeah, we're getting close to time. Uh, I got, uh, it was t- pretty much a statement that you already made. I mean, I asked you a question before we uh, booked the call. Um, what does fatherhood mean to you? And Dion, you said this, I read it. It says, uh, fatherhood means love, fear, uh, rite of passage and uh, taking the mantle. I like that. Uh, can you elaborate, elaborate on that a little more? I mean, you know, fatherhood is love. You know, I I think in, in all walks of life, we have to have more love, uh, fear, because, you know, we, it's, it's, it's very much so a fear-based position. <laughs> you try to, you know, you're scared. That's just, you know, we don't say it enough that as fathers, we're scared, you know what I mean? Uh, not just in how we're teaching, but in what they're perceiving and when they're not around us, you know what I mean? Like, I can show you a picture of my face when he just started summer camp. It was his first day. I was, I, I cried outside of school because it was the first time he was in the care of of people, you know, that I didn't know, you know what I mean? So that fear is, is, is also a motivating factor. And if we don't address it, it'll come up in other ways, you know what I mean? In, in, in unfortunate ways. And so I just try to be mindful of that. Um, what was the other, what was the third thing? I know taking a mantle was last. What was the third thing? Uh, rite of passage. And yeah, rite of passage, passage. man. That's, yeah, that's something that, you know, it's like the presidency, man. We're all, you know, there, there's always going to be a generation of fathers. And so, you know, it's only right that, you know, if I, you know, get to rock the mic, I'm gonna drop my, my best bars. You gotta, you, you know, like they say, um, a pastor always gotta keep, you know, two or three sermons at all times, you know, but it's also a rapper. You gotta keep a few bars, you know, you know, as a hooper, you gotta have a cut, you gotta, you gotta have that move. And so, you know, I just think it's a rite of passage as far as, you know, us being able to, to be fathers and to, to, to live in the time that we're in, you know, it's not by accident. So I think it's a, a, a rite of passage. And then, you know, taking the mantle, man, it's just, I don't shy away from leadership. You know, I am who I am, um, but I am a leader of men. And, you know, I've also, you know, followed, you know, men. I'm, I'm a follower and a leader, but, you know, when it's time to take that mantle, you know, which is what has happened in the last year or two of my life is that you have to walk in that power that I was born with. You know what I mean? My, my positioning as a leader is not to diminish anybody, but I know what's in me. You know what I mean? And and so because of that, as a father, you know, I just have to take that mantle and show, you know, everybody else, even other fathers that, you know, like, man, like, like, it's okay to, to, you know, we, we, you fix my, my belt and I fix your tie. You know what I mean? Like we all can look good and lead and, and make sure we're doing it the right way. And so I just want to make sure that if we put the right stuff in the gumbo, it'll taste good at the end, you know? Yeah. Thank you, man. Like, um, uh, this has been, we always say, like, uh, the interviews that go well, we put them in the Hall of Fame. 
We're gonna put that in the Raptors, man. Yeah, we're gonna we gonna put this one in the Raptors for sure. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate um, it. Thank you on it. Yeah, this this been one of my one of my favorites, man. So I, I appreciate the conversation. I appreciate you coming on with us. Definitely, man. I appreciate you guys and just keep doing, you know, what you're doing, man. I'm gonna tell you like like what you're doing is not only needed, but just, you know, doing it with a smile, you know? Yeah. Like I like 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 those are the things that that you know, we have to keep doing is, you know, just like being able to do something that we enjoy, you know what I mean? And I, I'm honored to, you know, come on your platform and, and is, is, is with the steam as if, you know, Barack Obama called me, you know what I mean? Like when you, you know, those moments when somebody calling your phone and the camera ain't even know you like, Oh no, I gotta get ready. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you, you know what I mean? And, and, and I think if we approach, everything that we do like that and it's just kind of you know create this ecosystem of love and appreciation and so you know for you guys man please you know just keep you know following your gut and keep doing this because it's beautiful man and I, i'm you know these are our conversations that not only are we not used to having them but you know i want to make sure it's a great conversation you know what i mean because this is something that's going to reverberate you know throughout throughout our, our, our universe and throughout our generation and they need to see us you know, not shy and not timid about being a father and not shy and timid about, you know, starting a podcast and giving our all with it. And so, you know, I think it's very, very important, you know, what you guys are doing. And, and I tip my hat to you guys. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. That means a lot for sure, man. Because uh, we've been having a lot of great conversations. Uh, and uh, today is another day of that. Last call we just had, man. Another great story. Uh, you can add, add yours to that as well. So, yeah, thank you, you all for that. Thank you. I appreciate you. Definitely. I appreciate you guys. All right. Well, for myself, for Sir Royce Brialis, for Dr. Raheem Young, and for our special guest, Dion Dawson of the South Side. Thanks again for listening to WTF interviews and stay tuned for further announcements. Yes, yes, Sir Royce here. And I want to thank you again for listening to WTF Interviews. Leave a review as it helps more people like yourself receive the message. Also, consider donating to Welcome to Fatherhood. It's a nonprofit that myself and Dr. Raheem Young created to help dads showcase their superpowers to the masses. You can do that by going to WTFatherhood.org. Again, gratitude and be well, you already are.